Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Military Life Radio and Navy Wife Radio. We have a really exciting show for you. This is Wendy. I'll be your co-host tonight, and I'm here with Marla. Hey, Marla. Hi, Wendy. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah? I'm excited for tonight. We've got a lot going on, right? It's going to be a fun night. Yeah, tonight we have a treat for you guys. Uh, Military Stuff Magazine is right near um, the end of the Military Spouse of the Year Award um, voting time frame. Voting ends soon, so we wanted to bring all of the the branch winners for each. We've got all five of them here. They're going to come on and talk about um, get to get to know, know each of them a little bit better. And the founder of Military Spouse Magazine, who has uh, been on our show before, Dadat Maxwell, will join us too. So we have a great show planned for you guys. You get to meet all the branch winners. We're going to ask them some questions, and so we can all get to know them. And then we all want to we want to encourage you guys to vote. Um, for your favorite military spouse who will then represent all of us for the next year as the military spouse of the year. So that's what we have planned. We're going to kind of switch up the show lineup tonight. We're going to do a little bit of the current events towards the end of the show. And um, But, yep, yeah, so we've got a lot planned. So we're going to go ahead and get started, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Military Life Radio and Navy Wife Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, where we feature great interviews, inspiring stories, and candid conversations. So join us. Hey, this is Seawolf from the hit web series, Hey Shipwreck. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, SubmarineWife.com. All right, everybody, we've got a lot planned. Marley, you want to tell everybody if they're listening to us live how they can be part of the show? I sure can. If you're listening to us live, please introduce yourself in the chat room so we can get to know you. We just ask that you remember Operational Security or OPSEC. Just use your first name only. If you're on Twitter, you can send us a tweet message by messaging us at MyMilitaryLife. If you're listening to us live, we encourage you to log into um, Blog Talk Radio and enter the chat room. You can also request to be on our friends list as a Blog Talk Radio member. And you can click on the little red heart and make the show one of your favorites. And that will send you a little reminder every time we have a show. Our show airs most Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can also listen live or subscribe via iTunes. If you're on Facebook, you can check us out at facebook.com slash mymilitarylife. Yes. And um, you know what? We need to update it because we still, we're still saying 10 p.m. Eastern. And we're trying to shoot for an hour earlier, 9 p.m. Eastern. That way I don't fall asleep during the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so if you guys are still, or if you guys are showing up like at 10 and just update your schedule and say, oh, they're there at 9, because um, it's just so late. I don't even know 
how you were always up at 10 p.m. before I PCS'd? Um, I don't know either. <laughs> you're a trooper, <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, you guys, well, if you're listening to us um, live and you're in the chat room, we're so glad to have you. Or if you're listening to us in the archives via iTunes or on Blog Talk Radio, thank you for tuning in to us. I want to say, like, for the past six months, I was just um, checking our show downloads, and last month was the most popular month of the last six months. So our show is definitely growing, and we know each week there are new listeners, and we um, love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with us, and we hope that you will subscribe to the show via podcast, via iTunes. That way, no matter when our show airs, you will get the latest episode on your iPod, iPod Touch, or to your computer iTunes account. So thanks, everybody, all of our new and um, old listeners. So I hear the baby, like, checking in for duty, right? Yep, he's here. Hi, little (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He's so cute. I saw the picture you posted of him on Facebook, and he is getting so big. Where did the baby go? I don't know. He, today, I almost had a heart attack. He was, like, sitting on the floor playing, and I have this, like, three-drawer stand with, like, his diapers and stuff in it, and he opened it up and pulled out his toy, and I was like, uh, you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) Um, But apparently he did. So, um, what was a girl to do? (laughs) (laughs) Right. No kidding. Um, Well, I want to tell everybody, you know, one of the things we did on last week's show was talk about military saves. We have just a couple minutes before we get into our first guest. And this week, if you haven't heard, um, through the 27th is Military Saves Week. You want to make sure that you check out your local base installation to find out, you know, what they have going on in terms of military saves. But really, it's just a time for us to make it conscious in our everyday life, how can we do things that will help us save money? Because really, we all have something we're saving for, whether it's a vacation, to pay off our vehicle, or to purchase something that we really want, or to just beef up our savings account. You know, there's many things to save for. So our challenge this week is to find something that you can actually um, save for. If you don't have a budget, check, you know, sit down, create one with your spouse, there's the easy there's like stress free saving tips that you can do and find over on militarysaves.org so you guys check that out and um that show has already become like really really popular and um uh, we will be promoting it for the next like every day through the 27th if you haven't listened to it you just look for the one that says military saves and you can listen to it Charles Lowry was on and um, I just saw a video of him on um the daily news update and I just posted it uh on our Twitter account, I think. Um, I sent it, like, it, it automatically updates. It's so cool. When we use Hootsuite, it, like, automatically updates. I'm not sure when it actually posted, but um, you can check it out at militarysafe.org or the video over on um, navy.mil. You can also search for that, Military Safes. And um, so, yeah, it was a cool interview last week, wasn't it? It was. It was really awesome. It was um, lots of helpful tips and good ways to promote savings. Yeah, but just, I know it doesn't have to be hard. We can all do something. We can all um, do our part to uh, build wealth, not debt, as they say. 
All right, so do you have any other updates that you want to share real quick before we get started? Like, how was your week? Um, pretty good. I was. Um, I had a good week. Good week. Keeping up with the grind. Nose to the grindstone, I guess is the best way to put it. How so, is the husband doing? I know he's on, like, he's convalescing after his... He's doing good. Surgery. He, um... He's really he's really moving forward with physical therapy and um so he's doing really good. And uh hopefully, you know, they'll they'll say soon that he's got full range of motion and that moves us in a good direction. So So he's doing good. He's so tired of the exercises and he just wants to be better. But it doesn't work that way. So slow, steady progress, right? Yep, slow and steady wins the race. I have to say um, that I, every time I seem to be getting better in terms of this cold, somebody else gets sick around here, and so I I, I cannot kick it. I'm on every. I'm taking medication. I'm taking, you know, trying to drink more water. I'm trying to um, cough drops. I'm, I'm like popping cough drops like they're you know, pieces of gum or something. But um, So I apologize for my voice, everybody. I actually feel better, much more, much better than I sound. But if I break away, it's because I've talked too much and I've started to cough. So um, just bear with me. And I want to tell everybody in the chat room, for some reason I got logged out, and whenever I log back in, it won't let me actually type in the room. So please introduce yourselves if you're in the chat room, get to know each other. Um, Amy um, should be coming into the room also shortly. Thank you guys for joining us live. I'm just not able to type in the chat box, so uh, Marla will be doing that tonight. I'm afraid if I reset it, then it will kick you guys all out, and I don't want to do that. So um, so thanks, Marla, for staying in there and getting that going. I just can't type in there for whatever reason. Okay, there's Amy. Hi, Amy. Amy's moderating our chat tonight, so if you guys have any questions, um, just ask Amy, and Amy will welcome you all. Feel free to introduce yourself. All right. Well, um, <coughs> on to the topic of the evening. You know, tonight we're talking about military spouse of the year, and depending on who you ask, what is a military spouse of the year? You're going to get many definitions on what that means to um, different people. Uh, for the fourth year, Military Spouse Magazine is sponsoring the Military Spouse of the Year Award, and it's really um, a chance to recognize military spouse, spouses in your community that are leaders, uh, they're volunteers, they're the spouse that commits her time or his voice to our causes, anybody who's making a difference and making the community better. And that is what the criteria was, as a, as a, just a shout-out to folks who nominate their favorite military spouse. So um, after a long process of nominations and then narrowing down the branch um, finalists, we now have, and it's pretty exciting, I think. I'm actually really excited about it. We actually have the winners in each of the branches that were announced recently, and voting has been taking place um, the past week or so. And um, we have the Air Force spouse, the Navy spouse, the Coast Guard, the Army, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, they're all here, all of the Military Spouse of the Year um, winners for each branch. And to introduce them 
um, to us tonight is the founder of Military Spouse Magazine, Babette Maxwell. You guys are going to love her. She's a treat. And so with that, we'll just get started. We have a lot to get to tonight. So if you have questions in the chat room, we want to hear them. You can ask them, and Amy will send them our way. And if you have any you know, other comments or anything like that, we want to hear them. And uh, with, that, with that, we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio and Military Life Radio. We'll be right back. USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, we'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years, and we can help you achieve your financial goals. Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment. Or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer. Log on to USAA.com or call us toll-free 1-877-806-5033. USAA. We know what it means to serve. Welcome back to the show, everybody. And tonight it's my pleasure to welcome Babette Maxwell, who's the founder and editor-in-chief of Military Spouse Magazine. Hi, Babette. Welcome back to the show. Hello. Oh, maybe we have technical difficulties. Marla, are you there? I'm here. Okay. I thought we had Babette. Maybe we don't. Hello. Okay. Well, you know what? Sometimes that happens. So um, we will continue to talk about the topic, and when we can, we will screen the call and we'll verify that that's bad. That okay? Alrighty. Are you there? You want to screen that for me? I'm gonna try. <laughs> you want me to do it? I'm just trying to figure out. I tried to click over and do it, but for some reason it wasn't working. I'll try again. Okay, all right. Well, while Marla is taking care of that, I just want to let you guys know, if you haven't been already to Military Spouse Magazine's website, I'm going to go ahead and tell you how you can do that. Um, I can hear you. Hello? Oh, see? Oh, they hung up. Now the caller is gone. Okay. Um, We will try again in a couple minutes. very interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, I kept trying to scream it. Okay, well, I'm going to tell everybody how they can. Um, you want to mute yourself is how you want to do that and then do it. Uh, I'm going to tell everybody how they can go onto the website and check out the place where you can actually vote. So what you guys can do for sure is you go to millspouse.com, and right there on the home page there's a link that will take you over to Military Spouse of the Year page. And when you get there, um, or you can go to MYOS, M-S-O-Y, which stands for Military Spouse of the Year. So it's msoy.millspouse.com. You can get there either way. And when you get there, um, you'll be able to see Lori Bell on the cover of Military Spouse Magazine. And you can actually link and click and read all of the interviews with each of the individual branch winners. We're going to talk to them, you know, as like I said. But also, um, you can read each of their interviews over there, 
And then you can also go ahead and just, um, you know, log in and you can create and you go through the process of voting. And um, I read that you can actually vote like once an hour. We're going to verify that with Babette. But um, definitely want to make sure that you guys get over there and do that. You can do that while you're listening to the show tonight. You can do it tomorrow. You have until the 2nd of March to get your vote in. So it's very, very important. Um, The other thing I wanted to let you guys know is um, the current military spouse of the year, her name is Lori Bell. And if you haven't read her blog on Military Spouse Magazine's website, you definitely want to do that. You just click on Mill Spouse of the Year blog, and you can check out all of her past entries. And um, she's just been a fabulous representation of our military spouse community. So I want to encourage you guys all to do that. And um, all right, so I think what we'll go ahead and do, because I think uh, maybe Bad Bat's having technical difficulties, we're going to go ahead and get started. Yep. We have Bianca on the line, our Marine Corps Spouse of the Year. Okay, great. All right, well, what we'll do is um, we'll go ahead and bring Bianca on the line and introduce her to all of you guys, and then um, if the technical, if Babette, you know, comes on the line, we'll take her whenever she gets here. Does that sound good, Marla? Sounds great. Sounds great. I am so proud of you. You figured out this fancy new switchboard. <laughs> it didn't like me at first. I kept clicking, and it would kick me back, and I was like, seriously? Like, I think it was my computer, my mouse. Oh, okay, no problem. Hey, you know, this is why they say this is like live, I almost said live TV, but we're not on TV, thank goodness. <laughs> this is live radio, people. So, all right, so up next, <laughs> up next is the Marine Corps Spouse of the Year, Bianca S. She's from um, North Carolina, and, um, you know, we love our Marine Corps spouses. The um, I have some really good friends who are Marine Corps Spouses, so you know, it's like so great to have her on the air with us tonight. So, Bianca, are you there? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I am here. Wonderful. So great to have you. So, what's this been like for you? What's this experience been like for you so far? It has been a very exciting roller coaster, um, much more than I even expected so fast. I've gotten to talk with the governor of my state's office, uh, senators, um, calls from all over the Marine Corps, people I haven't even met. So it it has been an amazing experience. Well, we are so excited to talk to you and share a little bit more about, you know, yourself with our listeners. That way, you know, we can all get to know each one of the branch winners, and then we're going to encourage everyone to get out there and vote, right? I mean, it's important everybody votes. No matter who you vote for, we definitely want you going to the link, and you can actually vote every single hour. I know all of our branch winners have their uh, loyal voters out there, so you can vote every hour until March 2nd. I have some creative friends that have even figured out how to keep it keyed in on their Blackberry, so when they're at work, they don't even have to miss an hour. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's quick. The great thing about technology. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I'm actually very excited that I even learned about this program. I didn't even know it was out there until um, last week when I was told about it because I would absolutely love to listen in. I listened to some of your previous shows today, and um, 
this looks like it'll be my new weekly um, regiment. That'll be great. You can join in with us. Yes. Yes. I love the benefit of the week, the resource of the week you you spoke of. Um, My husband always jokes that I am a benefit sponge, and if there is a resource out there, that I will find it. So that is right (laughs) up my alley. It'll be it'll be a new resource I can share with my uh, my girls. That's great. Spread the word. (laughs) Yes. Go ahead, Marla. I'm sorry. We seem to okay. be like talking at the same time. Go for it, girlfriend. <laughs> I didn't want to step on you. <laughs> um, Bianca, can you tell us a little about, bit about who um, nominated you? Sure. Um, well, actually, my husband and mother both nominated me. At the time, I did not know that either had, and I don't think either knew that they did it. <laughs> um, it was ultimately my mother's nomination that had won, and um, the most exciting part of that for me was my, we have no military in our family. When, when I moved to Jacksonville, North Carolina, I knew nothing of the military. So for my mom, to, for me to know that she's been paying attention to the things I've been doing, because um, we talk daily, so for her to pay attention to the work I've been doing in the Marine Corps and the stories I share about, you know, the sacrifice of military spouses, for her to take the time to nominate me, that in itself meant a lot. Um, I, there were so many amazing women up there, so and men. <laughs> we have our first <laughs> male spouse. Um, so so to, to even be nominated by my mother who was sort of an outsider to the military community. Um, it made me realize how much we are appreciated. Well, that is that we. I mean, for it to come from your own mom, I just think that's great. Because sometimes people think, oh, you know, they don't actually take the time to do something like this. So the fact that she did, that says a lot about your mom and says a lot about you. Right, and my husband did get brownie points because <laughs> he is he is a very busy Marine. He is on recruiting duty, um, which um, for those who have been on it, it is long hours. So for him to have taken the time himself, um, what an honor for any spouse, for their own spouse to recognize, you know, the hardships of what they're experiencing on the other side of the military career. So he was in my good graces for a long time. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. So tell you you mentioned just briefly, you know, that you don't come from a you know a military background family. Mm-hmm. Um, could you elaborate a little bit more about you know your military family now that you have and and what your experience or how long you've been a military spouse? Anything sure. you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, so uh, my husband and I actually come from New Jersey. We met in high school at that time. The only thing I knew of the Marine Corps was, you know, how amazing the Marines looked in the dress blues. So he comes to me one day because we started dating early in high school, and he shows me this contract, and he had enlisted in the Marine Corps. And um, I still didn't realize all that had, you know, all that was about to come from that. So we started trying to prepare him for boot camp and learning rank structure, and, you know, it was all like a foreign language to me. And I went down to his um, Paris Island boot camp, and a staff sergeant was explaining to us, you know, how strict the Marines are. And I was actually scared. I was um, so intimidated by them. And 
so he went through boot camp. I was immensely proud. And at 20, I moved down to Jacksonville, North Carolina. Well, I thought I'd get slowly integrated into what military life is, and he ended up leaving three months later for um, training. So I had to quickly learn on my own that that term dependent really means independent. And my neighbors and, you know, fellow people that I met in that town really embraced me, even though they didn't know me, but we all shared the same common thing. Our husband or wife was away training or on a deployment, so if you needed an oil change or your car broke down, you could call a perfect stranger up, and they're there for you. That is such a tight-knit community down there, and moving from a place like New Jersey to a place like Jacksonville, it was it was culture shock for me. Well, about a year later, I get a call. Um, my husband was at the time a corporal, and I didn't know, again, too much about the military life. And it was a major's wife who was the key volunteer coordinator, which is our version of family readiness. And she invited me to come to a KV meeting. And I went having no idea what I was walking into. And from that moment on, um, I realized in the military spouse community, rank does not matter, that we are all on equal ground there to help each other. And for about nine years, I have been heavily involved in family readiness which has helped me make friends all over the entire Marine Corps. So I would say that I can depend on my military family uh, just as much, if not more, than, you know, the family I was born into. And that is a great <laughs> feeling to, to know that you have that support 24-7. If, if I would have known this gift uh, when he showed me that contract, what a gift it it was that I was getting from him that not only was he serving his country, but he was making me a part of this family. Um, it's just been a great journey for us. Well, that's beautiful. That's a be- I've never heard anybody quite say it like that, but it is a gift, isn't it? You're, you immediately are, are into a sisterhood and a brotherhood, right? Absolutely. I mean, anywhere I go, if if I see someone in an army jacket, um, because the town we're currently in, it's close to Fort Bragg, I can strike up a conversation and probably talk their ear off for about an hour about, you know, our different experiences and um, just that that common experience in life. Um, it's like you instantly have a friend. You can trust them as soon as you know they have been on the same path as you. Definitely. All right. Well, we're we're almost out of time, so we just have a couple more questions that we can ask you. Okay. Um, what would you tell yourself in the first year of being a military spouse that you wish you you would have known? Don't be so shy. <laughs> Put yourself out there. Um, it's okay to uh, show up somewhere if you don't know anyone, because eventually you're you're going to meet your best friends in these places. Um, and that it's going to be okay. Nothing is going to go perfect. Everything's going to go wrong, but in the end, it's going to be okay. That's great. That's great. Well, and lastly, who inspires you? Who's been your inspiration on this journey? I would honestly say that it is fellow spouses. Any branch, um, any rank, senior or junior, I have learned so much from everybody. Um, I know never to feel sorry for myself because there is always someone 
in, in a harder situation. Um, so I try to get over the pity party quick. And, and that is why it is okay to, you know, devote your energy and devote your time to investing in your community because it, it really pays back tenfold. That, that's so true. I mean, you get back what you give. You know, if yes. you just if you if you're not willing to step out, then um, the journey is definitely a lot harder, for sure. Absolutely. Um, it's it's just you're. I think you're a great inspiration to us all. Uh, I am excited to see what you're going to do this year. I mean, winning the or being awarded, I should say, the Marine Corps Spouse of the Year is um, an incredible thing. Um, I think you guys are all winners right now, no matter Definitely. who the final you know who the final one is. And um, we would you know love to have you back on the show and learn more about you know as this year progresses, what you're up to, what you're doing in the world of the Marine Corps. And um, we hope that you will share that with us. And um, the last thing to Marla is off. Marla, are you back? I'm back. I'm back. And I have people on live. And I know. It's crazy. party over so, here. <laughs> before I let Bianca go, before we let her go, do you have a question, a final question for her, and then we'll, and then we'll move on? I don't know what questions you asked, but I do have to say that my best friend is a um, – is a marine wife, so I kind of have a little bit of solidarity with the marine wives, <laughs> um, and uh, and so. But um, did Wendy ask you what do you think about this um, this first most off of the year being um, for the Navy being a husband? I think that's awesome. I think it it it's great to spotlight. Um, you know, whatever the challenges are that male spouses face that I, I'm not even aware of. So um, I'm actually excited to get to know Robert more because we haven't had quite a chance, all of us, to spend any time with each other. But I'm excited once we get to D.C. to kind of pick his brain because he was a Marine. So uh, he he actually comes from my branch, which is very <laughs> exciting. That's right. That's right. Wow. Well, um, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy night to be with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, Just make sure everyone remembers to vote. It's very easy. It only takes a few seconds, www.msoy.millspouse.com. No matter who you pick, uh, we are all very honored. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. All right, that was the Marine Corps Spouse of the Year, Bianca S. She's from North Carolina. And that was really great. Thanks, Marla, for handling the switchboard. I see, like, all kinds of calls over there. <laughs> I want to say something real quick. Um, sure. We do have another person on the line. I can't seem to click over to them, which makes me think um, that they didn't press 1 when they called into the queue. And if you don't press 1, we can't get you on the line, so you may have to hang up and um, call back so okay. that we can um, – get a hold of you because that was the problem that we were having with Babette. Um, and so I'm not sure who else I have here. Okay, um, no problem. I know sometimes. But I do have, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. So if you can hear me, hang up, press 1 if I haven't already spoken to you because I've spoken to everyone that I can. Okay, great. All right, well, so since you know who's on the line next, I'll let you. Um, who do you want to talk to? <laughs> who do you got? <laughs> I have Crystal, our Army wife. Um, 
And I have Babette. All right. Well, let's do Babette. Let's bring her on the line. That way she can help us um, chat with these folks and inter- help us introduce the next ones. All right. Um, did we want to throw a commercial or not yet? Oh, uh, sure. We will. We'll be right back, everybody, with Babette Maxwell, the editor, uh, the editor-in-chief and founder of Military Spouse Magazine. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Military Life Radio. Hey. Bet that in your ashtray you have change collected, perhaps for a meter or for that occasional ice cream cone. Well, do you know that if you took that same money and put it in the bank every time it collected, you could save hundreds of dollars, cash that could someday send you on your dream vacation. Now, doesn't that sound a little better than an ice cream cone? Okay, maybe not better than a mint chip, but you get the idea. This has been a message from Military Saves, where saving money is easy once you know where it's been going. To learn more, go to www.militarysaves.org. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. And tonight we're talking all about Military Spouse Magazine's Military Spouse of the Year. We've already had on the Marine Corps Spouse of the Year, Bianca, and we have four more spouses to go. But to help us do that is Babette Maxwell. So, Marla, you want to go ahead and take care of that and bring her on the line? I sure can. Hey, Babette, you there? I am. How are you? Good. We're How great. are you? Glad we finally got gotcha. you. I know. Who knew hitting one would be so detrimental? <laughs> Welcome back to the show. To all the all the corporations out there that have automated systems really have a live person <laughs> answer the phone, people. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. How are you guys tonight? I, I understand you've uh, gotten to know Bianca pretty well. Yes, she's a, gosh, she's a sweetheart. Isn't she? They all really are just amazing and wonderful. Wow. Well, we're so glad that you're here. If you could just take a couple minutes and explain to our listeners exactly what the Military Spouse of the Year Award is um, and okay. why you guys decided to do this award. Uh, well, first and foremost, this is the fourth year that we've done the award. Um, the award itself is representative for the entire military spouse community. It represents the 1.1 million military spouses out there across all services and all ranks and is for all of them. It is truly a recognition award. There's no prize package. It's not a contest of any kind. Um, it's truly a recognition and merit-based award, which is something that we hold um really, truly valuable to us because we get to see some of the greatest people that our community has to offer. We get stories into the publication and on millspouse.com every single day um, that highlight and underscore the most amazing of the amazing. And every time we think we've heard the most amazing story, we hear ten more. And it just uh, it gives the military spouse community an opportunity to shine and to share those common experiences to the American public at large. Sorry, I thought Marla was going to step in there. We seem to be stepping on each other's toes tonight, and so I don't want to I'm do that, sorry. Marla. I'm sorry. I keep, to say, do I I keep to cutting one? you off, and it makes me embarrassed. <laughs> How about Baba, we get a the old-fashioned way, and we'll just go over... <laughs> <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Roger. Roger. <Stop> it. 
how were your how were our branch winners chosen? Was there a specific criteria? Well, we opened the floor for nominations where people could go to milfstuff.com and submit uh, candidates for consideration. From there, we um, we narrowed it down to the top five per service. Then it went to an online public vote, and the branch winner was chosen from the popular vote. From there, the national winner is chosen from a combination of a second round of online voting combined with a winner from a selection committee. The selection committee is comprised of leadership spouses within the community. Some we know, some we don't know. It's a, again, it runs the gamut of rank, service, and experience. Uh, we pull from a horribly talented group of um, military spouses to help us select a winner. And then basically it's an average of that. So in the second round, in the final round of voting, that is, the popular vote is a percentage of the winner, and the selection committee also factors in. So that's how the winner's chosen. So we uh, we basically leave it to our own community. I mean, who knows who knows the community better than the community to select somebody to best represent them? That's right. And just so we put the date out there, people have until when to vote? March second. March second. So yeah, okay. And they can also go to Facebook and uh, fan our page and keep up with the latest happenings on what's coming with the voting, how many, I mean, down to the, the, the minutes, how much longer they have to vote. And it's really been a, a great way for us to sort of cross-pollinate all of our different, uh, our different readerships, whether it's millspouse.com, um, circulation from the publication, Military Spouse Magazine, and Facebook and Twitter, they we keep them all very informed. So choose a medium and stay tuned. <laughs> That's right. Now, uh, you said it is an award and it's based on merit, um, but I do want to share with um, everyone listening that their vote does matter in, in that the winner or the person that's awarded the military spouse of the year, there are some things that Military Spouse Magazine is um, – honoring them with, including a column, including a blog. Can you tell everyone um, a little bit more about that? Sure. We, um, The winner, obviously, we know who the winner is before that person is announced. Um, however, there are only a handful of people that know the identity of the winner until the May 5th luncheon. Uh, myself, a couple of our key staff, and that's it. And, and we are bound by basically handcuffed black top-secret briefcase uh, <laughs> to keep the identity of the winner completely secret. And the June cover will um, will have the winner on, uh, on that issue, and then the national winner will also host a blog in every issue uh, for the 12 months until the next one's chosen. So and there are other, obviously, responsibilities. Last year our winner... Um, was on Good Morning America, represented the community on Fox News several times, and in other major media networks as well. And, and so those opportunities present themselves fairly regularly for the winner as well. So there are other obligations and responsibilities that go along with um, just those that are mandatory, like the blog or, um, you know, the normal requirements, there are things that come up and that person steps in and fills back out too. So there's a lot of opportunity for that person to really represent the whole community in several different venues. 
So and we look forward to the winner. And I, I, I'm very proud of all five of our branch winners this year. They're all extraordinary in their own right. Well, that's great. And it's I think it's important to know as people cast their vote, as they, you know, choose who they would like to represent them, that they understand that it isn't just, you know, um, one item, like one blog that they do or one column in, you know, your magazine. It really is a national level uh, outreach that this person will do. And so keep that in mind as you get to meet all these branch winners because um, it's important that you pick somebody who you really um, think would be a good representation, right? Well, too, and I think that if there's anything that can be learned from our present up-tempo and um, just sort of the changing tides of the military, it's that things are no longer service exclusive. So what one service spouse might experience, I, I could still relate to as a Navy wife. Um, I find a lot of common um, and similar experiences with myself and each one of the five branch winners. So it's not just a vote for your service or go Army, beat Navy or anything right, like that. Right, exactly. It's, it's really <laughs> That's a good finding point. somebody. Hear that, Marla? It's finding, <laughs> it's finding, well, and I'll tell you my theory on the whole go Army, beat Navy thing in just a sec. But the, the important thing is to find somebody and vote for somebody and vote often for somebody that you think is really going to best represent the community and the diversity and the experiences that we all share. And um, so I, I find that it's it not just this year's branch winners, but in every year's branch winners that I, I find little common threads between me and all of them. And, I mean, who knew I would have something in common with a Coast Guard wife or an Air Force wife? I mean, I'm an Army brat and a Navy wife. Those two are, are sort of intuitive, but not necessarily the other three. And so for me, when I read these essays, I think, oh, wow, I've been through that as well. And I think, wow, you know, that spouse isn't Navy like I am. That's the part that really reaches to that visceral part of each one of us that, you know, you need to pay attention to because it means something in that person's experience is connecting with you, and that's the person you need to vote for. And, and vote a lot, too, because, you know, especially as it gets down to the last day or two of voting, I mean, things get really, really tight. And if you find, you know, you want this person, you really feel passionately, vote, 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 tell your friends to vote, go get your email rosters and have all your South Club members vote. And that's what we want is we want somebody that our public has chosen and said, this is who we like. This is who we want representing us for the next 12 months. Because this person is. This person is going to be a spokesperson for the community. This person is going to be out there saying, this is what our life is about. So, And then my Definitely. theory about the whole go Navy, beat Army, or go Army, beat Navy, is that I've been a military dependent my entire life, which as of February is 40 years for me. So... And I was 25 when I married into the Navy, but I was an Army dependent for 25 years. So I figure that when it comes to the Army versus Navy thing, I'm going to vote for the Army until such time as I've been a Navy dependent longer than I was an Army <laughs> one. <laughs> so our, our household on Army-Navy game day is really something because – my brother is a West Point graduate, and my husband is a Naval Academy graduate, and both my father 
my uncle and my brother all served in the Army, but I'm a Navy wife. So I still root for Army. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love it. Oh, that's great. All right. I'm sorry, Marley. Go ahead. Are you guys laughing at me? No, we're not laughing at you. Okay, so so let's let's she's she's cracking me up. All right, so let's get started with um okay. speaking of the army, let's do the army spouse of the year. Um okay. I believe we've got Crystal on the line and Babette, um can you tell us just a little bit about Crystal before we bring her on the line? Sure. Uh Crystal is an army spouse. She is um a mother to three children. Um, and she's really, again, they just all reach out to me in so many different ways. She, her essay reads just, she's so compassionate and outgoing and considerate and thoughtful. And she actually had multiple nominations, which most of the branch winners did. It's, and that, that just underscores to me how they've impacted people along the way. When more than one person can share a story from a totally different perspective, that's that's truly a person that's doing meaningful work. And Crystal is certainly no exception to that. Um, and if I were to ask her key questions in a getting-to-know-you-Crystal type of scenario, I would ask her to tell you what motivated her to get involved in juvenile arthritis and to learn more about what makes Crystal tick, find out about the work she does with Blue Star Families, and find out what she likes to do in her free time and what her advice would be to other younger, less experienced uh, military spouses and what she enjoys about being a military spouse and what she would like to do if she were named the national winner. Those are the things I would want to know when I'm voting for someone, I can't vote, obviously, because our employees are not eligible to participate. <laughs> but if I were eligible, those are the things that I would want to know about any of them. Right. Okay. All right. Well, with that said, um, Crystal, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This is totally awesome. <laughs> well, we're very happy to have you. Marla, have I lost you? Are you still there? I am still here. I was just making notes, making sure I had all the right spouses. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing an awesome job. Marla is um, handling the switchboard, everybody. So um, if you hear her being quiet, um, that's why, because she's working behind the scenes tonight to make this um, whole thing happen. Um so it's great to have you on the show, Crystal. And so tell us a little bit more about your, you know, military experience, your background, how long you've been a military spouse. Okay. Um, I've been a military spouse almost 11 years. In August, my husband and I, we we will have been married 11 years. Um, that's totally awesome. Oh, I love him so much. He's, he's the one that nominated me for oh, the sweet. award. Yeah. And then... Um, He's been deployed four times, once to Kosovo and three times to Iraq. Um, let's say we're stationed here at Fort Bragg. We've been stationed at Fort Stewart, Georgia, and Fort Riley, Kansas. And um, I really love to PCS. I know it's kind of like, oh, people hate PCS. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I you love are crazy. Um, <laughs> I just, I love going to new places. I mean, it is a little, you know, hairy to try to pack up a household and, 
each time I, it's funny, each time I move, I add a child. So <laughs> it's, um, well, we PCS this time. I, I don't know. I might might change it, but um, I'm I'm pretty excited. So, well, tell us a little bit. I think that that mentioned it, you know, before you got on the line. Tell us a little bit about you know the causes that you're involved with. Okay, um, I'm the chapter director for Blue Star Families here at Fort Bragg. I got involved with that last March. I felt the need. Um, that Fort Bragg, we we're such a large base, and you know if you're not affiliated with the FRG groups, you know um, that, that's basically it for military spouses, the FRGs. And I felt that if we had a Blue Star Family chapter here, that we could reach out to spouses who per se do not like the family readiness groups. And you know I really enjoy doing that. It's been a pleasure to get it up off the ground. This is kind of like my baby, so. I'm getting up off the ground. I've got a lot of volunteers who are really helping me out, and I'm I'm just so excited to have volunteers because I really like helping people. Also, I'm involved with um, juvenile arthritis. My daughter, Catherine, she's nine. When she was eight, right after her dad deployed to Iraq, she was diagnosed with um, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. And, we, you know, I was shocked because she just got strep throat and her knee started swelling, and I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I, I didn't think anything about it. So when we took her to the doctor, the pediatrician said, you know, well, let's, you know, give it a couple of weeks. If it's not better, then I'll refer you out. So she referred us to a orthopedic surgeon, and he was like, you know, I've not, you know, I'm not sure what it is, but we're going to have to test it, you know, test her knee fluid, and that was I mean, really horrible. It was like three months into my husband being deployed. I was working full-time with the 82nd, and they were getting ready to get deployed, so I had a lot of emotions going on. Plus, my child was sick, and it was really hard. When the test came back, um, it came back positive for uh, rheumatoid factors in it. And he was like, you know, well, we're going to, you know, treat her. But he was like, I want to get a second opinion. So he referred us to um, the pediatric specialist in Chapel Hill, and it took us about six months to get an appointment with the specialist, but during that time we, we had physical therapy twice a week. She was put in um, a leg cast for a month. Um, the doctor, he made um, a splint for her to sleep in because it's very important for her at a young age to keep her bones straight so, you know, they wouldn't grow deformed. And uh, she, you know, we both were just still amazed that, you know, she could get arthritis. And when we went to Chapel Hill, the pediatric specialist, he confirmed that, you know, she had arthritis. And he was like, we need to do, you know, put her on a chemotherapy. And it's um, it's, it was, it's called methotrexate, but it's a type of chemotherapy. And she's on a small dose, but she has to take injections um, once a week. And he was like, you know, that should clear it up. And if that doesn't clear it up, we'll have to do a joint injection. And so oh here we are. Yeah. So here we are, like yeah. a year later. She's had, um, she has arthritis in her right knee, her right ankle, and both of her jaws. So she's had joint injections, five. And then just a couple of weeks ago, they put her on Embril, which is a new drug to try to treat it. So now she's on um, two injections of methotrexate and Embril. So Throughout this whole process, I, you know, I want to know what's going on because I want to know what drugs my daughter is being put on, how is it going to sure. affect her. 
And so I've learned a lot. And it, juvenile arthritis, it only affects 300,000 kids in the United States. And it, it sounds like a lot, but it's not. It's not a lot of kids that have it. And I've started a support group here at Fort Bragg, and it's amazing. Nobody has juvenile arthritis here at Fort Bragg, but I have been, you know, in outreach with the pediatric doctors here on Fort Bragg, and they have my contact information. So when a case does happen, you know, we can have a support group for each other. So That's right. Um, yeah, well, that's great yeah. that you're reaching out and willing to talk about it because, you know, some people might not even want to talk about it, but I think it's commendable that you're sharing your story because I think there are, you know, just diseases in general for juveniles. I mean, whether it's yes. this one or another one, I think it just shows people they're not alone. So I, I right. think that's very great. It's awesome that you're doing that. I think it's very, um, it's inspiration to all of us. That Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, you can step out of your comfort zone and share what could be the hardest thing ever, you know. So, gosh, our, right. our prayers are definitely with your your family and um, I I want to Marla. I don't want to hog the conversation. Are you there? I am here. You're there. You wanna you wanna ask Crystal a question? Um, I was gonna ask what her inspiration was, but I guess I know now. Um, <laughs> her daughter. What is your biggest goal? Yep. I guess I can probably guess the answer to my own question. But what do you hope to to have come from this experience? With what? With the juvenile arthritis? No. With or you talking about from military found? Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, that brings a great point. Um, I told you my husband was deployed four times. Well, the last three times he's been deployed to Iraq, and, you know, each time when they come home from a deployment, you know, they come home just a little bit different. Um, my husband has post-traumatic stress disorder, and, you know, I don't. there is such a stigma attached to that that, you know, Oh, that you know everybody's fine. It's okay. You know he he was um, stabbed and he was blown up a couple of times and you know he still has nightmares and that is such you know I just want everybody to know that you know when they come home from Iraq you know everybody changes you know and as a military spouse you have to be able to change with them and you know I believe you know in my marriage and. I know he's changed and I've changed and, you know, we're sticking together. So I want everybody to know that, you know, when they come home with PTSD, you're just going to have to learn how to cope. And there's a lot of great information, especially now, about post-traumatic stress disorder. So I want everybody, you know, to know that this is something that can be helped. Yes, well said. You know, I think when we can start to look at, um, that just like you'd go and see a doctor if your foot was broken, you know what I mean, and there's mm -hmm. a perfectly normal thing to do. I think um, if you're having uh, a stress injury or PTSD, that's perfectly normal to go seek treatment for that and, right. and not have such the heavy stigma that it does because I think there is a lot of help out there. There's lots of stories of service members being reintegrated back into their commands, and I think the more people talk about it, the easier it is for somebody else to step up and say, "Yeah, I need. To, I think I need to talk to somebody." So that's awesome that you're um, willing to share that story as well to inspire others that they can right. get through. You. Definitely. All right, Crystal. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been such a pleasure to meet you and chat with you a little bit more. And, thank you. Um, you're welcome. Okay, so and you're from um, North Carolina. I think I heard you say. Uh huh. North Carolina. So, I live. 
Actually, I live uh, eight miles from Fort Bragg, so, yep. All right. Okay. Well, very cool. Well, we um, we hope that you'll continue to listen to the show, and we'll be rooting for you. Okay, great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. No, thank you. Have a good night. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. We've been talking to Crystal. She was the Army Spouse of the Year. Um, she's from North Carolina. And um, thank you, Crystal, for coming on the show. We're going to take a quick break. And then, um, Babette, are you still there? I am. I, okay, great. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Megan. And um, and I will offer you the opportunity if you want to um, say hi to Megan. I'm sorry I didn't do that when we were talking to Crystal. Time just, like, goes by so fast, right? Crystal, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll be right back. You're listening to Military Life Radio. Okay, see that you. latte you have in your cup holder right now? Yeah, you see it. It's got a pretty label and a cardboard koozie thingamajig. Well, do you know that if you simply waited to drink office coffee instead, you could save hundreds of dollars a year, dollars that could send your kids to college. Just something to think about as that liquid gold spills onto your interior at your next abrupt stop. This has been a message from Military Saves, where saving money is easy once you know where it's been going. To learn more, go to www.militarysaves.org. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Um, up next, we're going to welcome Air Force Spouse of the Year, Megan. And, Babette, can you tell us a little bit about Megan? Megan is, oh, gosh, there's, I, I struggle for adjectives when people ask me to describe these winners because... There's so many that could describe them all, and yet at the same time there's a handful of them that just only describe one of them. And Megan is like the eternal optimist. You know, if you read her question and answers from millspouse.com when we asked for the second round of voting, tell us a little bit about yourself, and you read her answers, she's just an eternal half is glass is half full kind of person. And I think that especially when we're all looking for something or someone to, you know, help guide us through the dark times, she is sort of, you know, one of those beacons of light that people naturally gravitate towards because she is such a positive role model and such a positive influence. Um, So I think that to me is one of the things that has struck me about Megan is just her eternal optimism. Well, that's just great. Okay, well, let's find, see if we can get her on the line. Um, I'm always we have this fancy, fancy new dashboard that has just been um, so much fun to play with tonight. Um, <laughs> all right, Megan, are you there? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm here. Hi, Babette. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Marla. Hi, Megan. Good to talk to you guys. <laughs> I'm doing very well. Thank you. So great to have you. So tell us a little bit more about your background and how long you've been a military spouse and your military experience so we can get to know you a little bit better. Sure. Um, My husband and I met a little over 10 years ago, and we always joke that it was an arranged marriage between our grandparents um, because they were best friends in the 50s, and um, our parents introduced us, uh, us to each other 10 years ago. And within three or four months, I had told him that I would move to Germany, and I remember hanging up the phone and telling my college roommates, I think I just said I was going to move to Germany. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so about a year and a half later, I landed in Germany in a foreign country, 
welcomed by all these incredible military spouses, um, a wonderful community out at Spingolum. Um, and we've since been stationed uh, at Osan, Korea, um, and in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. So we had a little stint with the Army there as well. Um, and then we were very lucky to go back to Spingolum for a second tour. Um, and now we are currently stationed at Little Rock Air Force Base while my husband trains um, in the C-130. And then we'll be moving back uh, in a little bit here to California, where I was raised, um, where it all began, pretty much. And we're going to be um, flying with the Guard, and so we will not be moving again, which seems too good to be true in the military world, but... That's the long and the short of it. So, <laughs> Well, what's this experience been like for you so far? Oh, it's been amazing. Um, I'm just so grateful for Military Spouse Magazine to um, just raise awareness about all military spouses. Um, you know, because we all have, we're all surrounded by such wonderful women and men who are also talented and diverse and um, such strong people. And so to be given the honor to represent this community um, is just such a thrill for me. So um, it's been a blast. We're having a lot of fun with everything. That's great. So um, can you tell us about your nomination and who nominated you? Sure. I was nominated uh, by two different friends, and one of them um, was actually a mom that I went into labor with, and she was in a unique situation where she thought her husband would be deployed, um, and then she was concerned that her mom may not be there in time, so she wanted me as a backup um, just in case. And then it turned out that her husband's deployment was pushed back. Her mom was able to get there early, um, and then she called me, and she's like, but will you still come? I really want you there. Um <laughs> I was there for the birth of her child, um, which, as you can imagine, if you have children, it's like the birth of your own children is amazing, and witnessing a birth is, it comes very close. It's just such a powerful experience to be in the presence of this, you know, growing family and witnessing them experience the birth of their child. So, um, needless to say, I have a very strong bond uh, with Kathy and Darren and their little girl, Lily, who just turned three, um, and then our second friend, um, when I was in Korea, there were five of us who were pregnant, all due within like four weeks of each other, so we became very, very good friends very quick, uh, excuse me, very quickly, um, and it was just nice to have that network of us all going through the same thing, and then a couple months later, I pick up and move to Germany, and I get there, and I'm I'm just searching for other young moms who I can kind of get together with weekly or however often. Um, and so I just started asking around. <laughs> I'd be at the commissary and see a, a mom with a baby, and I'd be like, hey, you know, do you want to come over to my house on Friday? And, I, you know, we've got a little play group going. And Chris was one of those moms that she and I just really, really enjoyed uh, each, each other's company. And um, every Friday this play group would get together, and it was just a wonderful group of women um, that were all so talented. I mean, you have no idea, especially overseas, the the talent pool of the spouses. We had dentists and pediatricians and um, former teachers and current teachers and environmental biologists, all amongst our mom's group. Um, so it was just really special, and she was so grateful for 
the friendships that she um, put in the nomination that was ultimately put on the, the website. So these are my stories. That's fabulous. Um, I know Marla is trying to screen our call. So, Marla, are you there? I'm going to just offer. Oh, she's not there. So, okay. So, sorry about that. I just wanted to check in on Marla because she's doing a great job. I am here. Oh, she's there. Okay. Okay. So, calling into the phone. (laughs) You're on mute, maybe. And I have myself muted. (laughs) I wanted to know if you had a question, Marla. I do. I want to know, um, what does it mean to you, Megan, to be a military spouse? What, I guess, how does it make you feel, I guess, would be the best way to put it? The best word is it just makes me feel proud. Um, I'm not only extremely proud of my husband and the service that he's given to our country, he, just like Crystal's husband, has also deployed uh, four times and uh, is deploying again this summer. And um, But I'm I'm proud for um, what I've been able to achieve with our own family, given that we pick up and move so frequently. Um, what I've been able to do with my own career, even though we're moving. Um, and ultimately, we all know as spouses that we're serving just as much as our husbands. Um, and I always joke that, you know, why they move us somewhere, because most of the time the guys aren't there. So it's like, here, you live in Germany we're going to take your husband to um, training in the States or, you know, down to the desert. (laughs) And we're just living there in Germany like, (laughs) why are we here? Um, But it's just a very, it's a very um, just great experience. And I really want my children to learn, like, that this is something to be proud of. And, yes, we're sacrificing, but it's it's worth every every sacrifice we make. Um, I don't know, and especially with the, um, the raising of awareness, amongst Military Spouse Magazine, and then also with um, on the national level with uh, Michelle Obama and Dr. Joe Biden. Um, I'm very proud to be part of this community that they're starting to really try and help expose to the rest of the country. Like, we are, we're serving our country uh, just as much as our spouses. So um, I think it's a great time to be a, a military spouse, personally. I agree with you. It's definitely a great time to be a military spouse. Yes, and if you're selected, if you're awarded the Military Spouse of the Year, what do you hope to accomplish in the next year? Um, That's a really good question. I think um, both as the Air Force branch winner and then if I go on to be the Military Spouse winner, my main focus would be just trying to mentor all military spouses on how they can best utilize what they can offer for the community um, at each duty station that they have. So, um, you know, when you're in Korea, you're so con- it's very easy to convince yourself that there's nothing there to help um, further your career or, um, you know, whether it be in education or um, career-wise. But there's so much to offer, and I think every base has th- um just different programs that you can utilize regardless of where you're stationed. Um, so my main focus would really just be mentoring everybody or all the other spouses as to these are the tools that I've used that have helped me the most um, and what I'd recommend that they seek out when they're there. Wonderful, oh, wonderful. All right, Megan, well, thank you so much for joining us thank tonight. Thank you for having me. And, vote and congratulations on being here. I want to represent you. Yeah, thank you very much. 
Oh, it's been a pleasure having you. I hope you'll come back, like um, we've course. told the other branch winners, and and come back and share with us, you know, what you're doing as the Air Force Spouse of the Year and how you're, um, you know, like you said, mentoring other spouses and what accomplishments or, or success stories that you have. Our door is always open to you. Fantastic. I'd love to do that. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You have a good night. Me too. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, that was Megan. That's the Air Force Spouse of the Year. And so we're just going to rush right through because we're running out of time. We had um, a lot going on tonight. So up next we actually have Laura, who is the Coast Guard Spouse of the Year. And um, all right, so Babette, what can you tell us about Laura? Laura <laughs> <laughs> is she's just a can-do gal. I mean, she seems to be one of those spouses that, you know, everyone thinks that they do a lot and everyone thinks that they're really busy and then they meet someone like Laura and they think, oh, my gosh, I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I find that to be the case with me many times when I read through all these nominations every year and I think, oh, I can't go another day or, oh, you know, I'm having a rough day or, you know, my life is so difficult. And then I read these nominations and I think, okay, I have nothing to complain about. Not that she's not by any means the complainer. I'm just I'm saying that only because she just is one of those people that just keeps on going and has accomplished so much and continues to accomplish new things in every duty station. And, you know, I think everyone kind of has that, niche where they're really good at this or want to focus on that. And Laura is one of those jacks of all trades who is actually a master of them all as opposed to a jack of all trades and a master of none. Uh, she's one of those masters of all. So like I said, they're all just extraordinary. Well, with that said, we will bring her on the line and introduce her to everybody. And um, so Laura, welcome to the show. Hello there. We're so excited to have you. I don't know that I would be a, considered a master of all trades, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we are, you know, we want to share a little bit more information about you to our listeners. And so can you tell us a little bit more about your background, how long you've been a military spouse, your military experience? Sure. I probably am the oldest of the bunch here this year. Um, I've known my husband since high school. We graduated high school together, and he went into the Coast Guard soon after. So I've been around the Coast Guard for about 28 years, but we've been married for 24. I have three kids. Um, My oldest is currently deployed, but he's in the Air Force and stationed at Herbert Field. My second son is currently in his third week of Air Force boot camp. And then my youngest is a daughter, and she's a sophomore in college. So you're busy. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping it slows down a little now. <laughs> I just, I've they always heard, like, the older they get, the bigger the problems are. You know, they never, it's never, your job's never quite over, right? That's it. Um, until my oldest got stationed in Florida, we're on the West Coast, so he's on the East Coast. Um, yeah, it was a constant dealing with something. Um, I was hoping when he married that that would lessen my role, but now I get <laughs> both of them. <laughs> Plus I have two grandchildren, so that adds to it. 
Um, it's been kind of quiet with the middle one in boot camp, so I don't have to deal with those issues at the moment as long as he makes it through. And then the Air Force can tell him what to do instead of me. <laughs> and then the daughter is planning to um, move out after this semester and head to a state college, but I'm sure she'll still be tightly um, connected to us. Well, that's good. That's a good thing, though. So, All right, so what's this experience been like for you? Um, at the beginning, when we first married, was way back when, as I like to tell everybody, before there was the support groups that there are now. Um, it's amusing when people complain for email down or, you know, contact isn't instantaneous with their spouses. And I remind them that way back in the old days, um, it was letters. <laughs> exactly, this, right? I mean, now yeah. there's this instant communication and, and Facebook and everything. Right. Um, and the ship-to-shore calls were, like Babette said early, using over when you were finished. Yeah. <laughs> and, and going through the middle operator who half the time told you what the other person said. Um, so, you know, adjusting as a new spouse, you didn't have anyone really to help you. At least my experience was. Um, the day my husband and I got married... He reported to the ship he was on to take leave for our honeymoon, and they informed him the ship was leaving in three weeks, changing home port. So we got married oh. under the assumption I would be close to home still for some support and found we moved from Oregon to Kodiak, Alaska. Oh, my goodness. And so he was gone for three months dealing with that, came back, got me, dropped me off in Kodiak, and he was gone again. So not knowing anyone, um, Coast Guard does not have the bases that the other services have. So most often you're thrust into the community and you either sink or swim is the way I used to tell people. Um, so you learn quickly to get to know your neighbors, get to know your community, and because you're only there for a very brief time, you jump in feet first and get involved. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable. That seems to be a key. I mean, we've heard that tonight earlier, you know, to just kind of step out of your comfort zone and get involved in your local community. Um, Marla, are you there? You want to ask her a question? I am. I want to know, Laura, who nominated you? Um, the person that nominated me was uh, my ombudsman coordinator here in California, but I've known her for over 11 years. When I was an ombudsman in Washington State, she was my go-to person if I had questions to help the families, and she always had the answers for everything um, under the sun. Uh, so I've, I've known her online, and until I moved here to California um, last year, that was the first time I actually got to meet her. Wow, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's just well, that's something. Yeah, yeah. We always joke that we've known each other for years, but we've only recently met. <laughs> oh, you know, having a good ombudsman coordinator, yeah, it can be like make or break for sure. It is. It is. Through the years, I've had some really bad ones, um, and I used to tell them they needed to talk to Terry Garrison, who is who nominated me, because she could 
absolutely tell them the way um, a good ombudsman coordinator does their job and how they support their ombudsman. So, yeah, she was a lifesaver. Wonderful. Okay, so, um, so Laura, if you're chosen the Military Spouse of the Year, what do you hope to accomplish in the next year? Well, my main goal, and I think this is part of why I was nominated because she knew I would um, voice it, is a lot of times our ombudsmen and, and the people in the same roles for the other services um, go unnoticed. They volunteer their time, um, and it does take a lot of time away from the family. I know my kids knew when I was on the phone that mom was doing business and to not interfere. Um, so I hope to raise awareness and get more support for the ombudsman because if we have our ombudsman trained well and able to do their job with the support they need, then the families are taken care of and they get the support they need, which in turn makes it easier for our active duty members to do their job knowing that everything's going to be okay at home so they can take that worry off of them. Um, so that would be my goal is to raise that awareness. And um, as a Coast Guard spouse, we're often forgotten that the Coast Guard is military. <laughs> so <laughs> I would love to reiterate that so that everybody realizes, you know, there are more than just the four services, that we are a military force just as the rest of them are. That's right. You know, we when we were stationed down in Georgia, um, and when we, we would go down to a Mayport, we would always see the Coasties in their uniforms. And I remember the first time I saw a Coastie, and I was like, what uniform is that? I didn't even recognize it. <laughs> so I, you're right. It is sometimes, you know, it's not on our radar as much. You know, everyone says soldier, you know, but right. they actually mean everybody. Right. They mean, right. you know, sailor. When they say soldier, it's sort of like, can I have a Coke when really you want a Diet Pepsi <laughs> or a Right. <laughs> right. Um, well, so I think that um, it's great that uh, I think it's great you're wanting to bring that awareness, and I also think you know kudos to Mill Spouse Magazine for making sure that every branch is recognized, not just right. the top top floor. Absolutely. I mean, the Coast Guard is always thought of in you know natural disasters. We dealt with Katrina. We were in Haiti, but they tend to forget that we do have people um, in the Gulf. We have people in the sandbox. Um, I always told people that when my husband was on the ship and doing the drug interdiction, you know, his life was just as much in jeopardy as anybody else's chasing down these drug runners. So, you know, it's not just that we deal with our coast and the things at home. We do help out and deal with things elsewhere. That's right. Very well said. All right. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for coming on the show tonight. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, it's been our pleasure, and um, we're excited to see what you're going to do as the Coast Guard Spouse of the Year, Military Spouse of the Year. Um, I'm, ex you know, like I've told all the other branch winners, we would love to have you back on, and share what you're up to and and what you have going on as the year progresses. All righty, I'll look into doing that. That would be nice. Yes, and absolutely, I'd tell, and everybody, please, you know, get out and vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for, as long as That's you vote, right? right? And that's, that's right. what I tell everyone. Go read all the bios, read the questions, and vote who you think you, you want representing you. I mean, for right now, we're all representing, but, you know, for the national side, it could be anyone. That's right. Marla, do you have any last words for Laura? 
Um, all I have to say is I'm very grateful for um, for all of our male spouses, and thank you, Laura, for your time tonight. Thank you. All right, so um, up next we have the last military spouse of the year, the branch winner for the Navy. Um, we're going to take a quick Go break, Navy. and then we'll... <laughs> Go Navy. When we, we didn't plan it to, so it could be last. So that like the party starts now. We didn't plan that; uh-huh. it just happened that way. <laughs> um, so we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to be um, introducing you to uh, the Navy spouse of the year. It's a male military spouse. Um, Robert joins us from Fallon, Nevada. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to Military Life Radio. U.S. Navy t-shirts, mugs, and more at NavyChief.com. Hot new designs for sailors, chiefs, officers, families, and all those who support our men and women in the United States Navy. NavyChief.com will ship anywhere in the USA, APOs and FPOs too. NavyChief.com offers silkscreen tees for your command, unit, ship, CPOAs, fundraisers, businesses, schools, and other special events. Let our in-house professional graphic artists design your next custom order. Huge selection of tees for only $10 each. NavyChief.com, supporting our shipmates since 1997. Veteran-owned, all NavyChief.com apparel is printed in the USA. Call us at 301-475-0437 or log on at NavyChief.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. And up next, we are rounding out our Military Spouse of the Year finalists uh, for the Military Spouse of the Year overall winner with um, Babette Maxwell. She's joining us, the editor-in-chief and founder of Military Spouse Magazine. So, Babette, can you tell us a little bit about um, Robert? I know it's great to have a male spouse on the on the you know as the winner. So, what can you tell us about Robert? Well, I mean, not to go all 1950s on you, but he's kind of dreamy. Which, and if he can hear, dude, you have got to wear a cowboy hat. It's just so cool. Um, Robert is just, uh, I mean, I, I like having the male spouse as much as the next person, but in all honesty, if you were to strip gender from the equation, he is easily one of the most evolved, experienced, um, truly altruistic military spouses that we've ever had in the top five. And his background as a Marine sniper notwithstanding, um, he truly has found a place where there was a need and has fulfilled that need. Um, so I, I, I would urge anyone to, in addition to going over the nomination essays and the question and answers from each of the branch winners, but also to log on and Google the winners and military spouses of the year and watch some of their live footage um, from all the local media and regional media that they've been placed in. Um, they've gone out and interviewed these branch winners, and you get sort of a taste and a feel for what they're like in their natural elements. And um, so, I mean, it's it's very exciting to have a male spouse in the top five this year. Um, and the fact that he is also a prior service member um, is, you know, so my thanks go out to Robert for that as well. 
Well, with that said, let's bring him on the line. Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. How are y'all doing tonight, ladies? <laughs> We're doing good. We're gonna try not to be shitty, you know. I know, right? That, you know. <laughs> we are so really seriously. Um, we are very, very happy to have you here tonight, and we can't wait to learn a little bit more about you. So, share with everybody a little bit about. We heard you're a you're a former Marine sniper. What else can you tell us about your background? Uh, just something for bad bad. If I win, I will definitely be um, wearing a hat. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, my background is I am a former Marine. I'm a former Desert Storm combat vet. Um, my wife, we married, we met in 95, we got married in 96, and then in 2000 she decided to come back in the military. She was in the Army before, and we she decided to come back in the Navy in 2000. Uh, which was something that I supported 100%. Um, we, she came back into the military, then 9-11 happened, and we got sent to uh, Wallops Island, Virginia, which is a na- uh, NASA base first. And there, I kind of stepped into my role there where there were some people there that couldn't qualify. But they got pulled for augmented security forces, and they couldn't qualify with their weapons, so I started training people there, and then it just kind of flowed over to uh, the family members. I'm a big-time proponent of safety. If you're going to have a firearm in the home, everybody should be comfortable around it and be able to use it and make sure that it's in a safe area and it's in safe operating conditions. I've just kind of carried that forward. And then in Guam, I volunteered with the ROTC program over there, and train them how to repair their weapons. I'm a gunsmith by profession now, and I train them how to prepare, uh, repair their weapons and also help them train them marksmanship-wise there. And then six months ago, we moved over here, and this kind of happened. <laughs> well, you're, gosh, you're a busy guy, for sure. <laughs> uh, it, it's It's been different. <laughs> well, um so we also want to know, Robert, um, what has this this being you know thrown into this military spouse of the year for the Navy? What has this experience been like so far? It's been really cool so far. Uh, what what what, what the best thing about it is is showing the world that there is other people out there besides your normal stay at home mom or whoever that are military spouses. There's. Uh, husbands that's as myself that are former military, but there's also husbands that's never been in the military. Our wives that were in the military and gotten out now, and their husband is still in the military, are your military couples because they're both actually military spouses to each other. And it's that's my main goal is to raise the awareness of the diversity of the military spouse. Well, yeah, I think that's great. I work for um, two females. Um, Navy sailors, and um, yeah. you know, I've I've been mentored so much by them. They're such a great inspiration to me, and um, it's opened my world up a little bit further in terms of you know a spouse can be you know what I mean like meeting their husbands. So I I just think it's fabulous that we have a male spouse in the mix this year. Um, well, Marla, you. you got a question? I do, Robert. How do how do you? Uh, I'm sorry. What do you hope to? Um, what do you hope will come from this experience? What do you hope you'll be able to do with this new role, I guess you could say? Uh, my main goal is to find out the 
main objectives of all the different branch uh, spouses and stuff, no matter what their branch is or what their rank is, to see what's affecting them the most and see what we can do to enlighten people and to the help that they need if they need help. Or if somebody, as they said, if somebody's out there that has an expert in an area, that we can pull that person's knowledge and help it for the others that are out there struggling, uh, if be it deployments or whatever. Right. Um, I want to let everybody in the chat room know, just so you guys know, a little administrative note. Our live feed will drop off in about three minutes, but the remainder of the show will probably go over about five minutes, just so you guys know. You guys can listen to the very end of the show in the archives, and that's available one hour after airtime. Um, just so you guys know, so you, if you don't hear us, that's what's happening. All right, so uh, Robert, uh, who, tell us a little bit about the nomination process for you. I did see a video on YouTube that um, had a story of you and your wife, and it was just really great. So can you share that with our listeners? Uh, yes. Um, my wife had the magazine handed to her to come home and read, and uh, she handed it to me, and I kind of looked at it and was like, okay, and, and really didn't think much about it at the time. And then my wife started reading it, and she found the uh, the article about nominating people. And she nominated me along with my son, helping her write the uh, essay. I didn't even know anything about it until she got a call telling her that I was in the top five. And she's like, well, I guess I better let him know. (laughs) (laughs) Which, that was... That was the true honor right there that she nominated me. Winning it for the Navy was just icing on the cake, as I've been telling everybody. It's just uh, that's the icing. I mean, the, my wife loved me enough to nominate me was the biggest honor I had. It's just so sweet. Robert, you I guys just, will have. Go ahead, go ahead, Marla. I just noticed Robert is our is another one of our very well-rounded um, most officers of the year. He is not just former active duty. He's also going. He is also an Air Force father. Uh, yes, my son just joined the Air Force uh, this last summer. He will be reporting to boot camp uh, July, in the first part of July. So uh, between the four of us, we have the uh, Marines, the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force uh, covered. And my niece is actually thinking about going in the Coast Guard. So if she does that, I'll actually have all five of them covered. It's got to be like... Something for the Guinness World Record book or whatever. <laughs> well, as I tell people, I have a unique perspective on it because as a uh, military member myself, I have a military perspective. I have a spouse's perspective. And now I have a father's perspective in seeing my son go through this, uh, the uh, enlistment process and everything and, and feeling all those uh, emotions come out of that and stuff. And I'm very proud of my son. I'm extremely proud of my wife. Uh, she's the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, then we kind of maybe know the answer to this. So who has been your inspiration throughout your journey as a military spouse? My wife. <laughs> uh, my wife is my biggest inspiration. To see her... Uh, She's a legalman in the Navy. Uh, so all, you know, 90% of the time, all she sees is the bad part of it, uh, you know, having to deal with all of that. But also seeing her enjoy the time that we've been able to travel around the world. Uh, we got to go to Australia last year for our anniversary and spent uh, time down there. We've been all uh, all around the world. And it's just been great. I, as the other one, one of the other ladies said and everything, 
I enjoy PCS. I enjoy knowing that <laughs> three or four years we're going to go somewhere else. It's uh, it's an adventure. Definitely, that's right. I mean, there are some unique things and adventures that await us that are in the military <laughs> lifestyle. Um, Marla, I think we got time for a couple more questions. All right. How um, how do you feel about family readiness groups? They're kind of coming back to life in the Navy um, realm. Are you involved in your spouse's commands, FRG? <laughs> Uh, I'm not really involved in the SRG per se. Uh, me and the uh, ombudsman of the command are real good friends, so I've told her if she needs anything, let me know. Um, it's it's different, I guess, for me because I have a lot of friends that are active duty military, and uh, most of my friends are guys, of course, and uh, we go out hunting and shooting and you know, motorcycle riding and <laughs> everything. So I've got a really good support group and friends that I've already made here, even though I've only been here uh, about six months. Uh, I told Tanya, our ombudsman, though, if there was anything that she needed, just let me know. So That's great. It's imp- I guess the key is that you find a place where you connect with others to create that support system, whether it's through a traditional FRG or through um, – Coworkers right. or other yeah, and my uh, church is a big time. My, uh, my church is a big time support group too. Uh, that is one of probably one of the closest people that, uh, support groups I have is my church and stuff. Wonderful. All right, Robert. So, if you're awarded the Military Spouse of the Year, uh, what do you hope to accomplish in the next year? I hope to accomplish the fact that there is, a, as I said, the diversity of the military spouse and also to show people uh, where to go if they have problems. Go to their ombudsman, go to fa- Fleet and Family Services or whichever services they have in their community and uh, use them. Uh, just wa- go in and ask them and say, look, this is what's going on. I need help. Um, but I really want to raise the awareness to the male spouses and the others out there that are they that are sort of you know what are they going to do for me basically uh they have this question in their mind what what can they possibly help me with they don't understand my situation i want them to know that there is other people out there uh such as you know male spouses that have been going through the same thing and hopefully uh, set up a awareness group or a place where somebody can get answers whenever they need it that's great i'm glad you brought up the you know, reaching out to male spouses out there because um, even though it is a small group, there are still many, many, many thousands of male spouses out there. And so I guess that will be my last question for you tonight. What would you say to the new military male spouse as they're just embarking on this military life? Um, Support your wife no matter what. Uh, Support, And that goes for the wives too, support your spouse. And they have stepped off into something that they're the heroes. They are the heroes out there, and we need to protect them at home so that whenever they're out there on their job, they're not worrying about the home front. They're out there doing their job and their minds where they it needs to be and just support them 100% and everything. And above all, communicate with them. Communication is the biggest thing in the world. Well said. Marla, do you have any last um, words for Robert before before we wrap up? Um, no, I'm very thankful that he reiterated some of the stuff I believe. I think that um, 
family readiness is mission readiness, and that you couldn't have put it better. Thank you. You're welcome, ma'am. Robert, thank you so much for coming on the show. I have to say, you're 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 quite charismatic over the phone. I don't know what I, I was expecting—a little more, you know, marine sniper, like kind of kind of had this image. He might be kind of more I told serious. You. I told you, he's he's kind of dreamy. <laughs> oh, the thank you, all ladies. About that, the ironic part about the whole dreamy part is that he's bald. So. <laughs> Hey, yeah, my wife my wife calls me her triple B, big, bald, and beautiful. So, oh, <laughs> love that. Yeah, That's she beautiful. she d- refers to me as as that or her hunk of man. Uh, so <laughs> it really yeah. is a beautiful love story, though, Robert. I mean, when I watch the interviews with you and I listen to you talk about her, I mean, it's just like you know, you kind of just want to put your chin on your hands and go. <sighs> well, as I tell people, story. yeah, as I tell people, she's not my better half. She's my better three quarters. Um, <laughs> she's she's everything to me. And oh, so that's so sweet. See what well, we Robert, need to do is draft some like sensitivity courses. Thank <laughs> <laughs> uh, That would be fantastic. <laughs> I just, I I have, my dad gave me some advice, and he told me, he said, whatever you do, put your wife up on a pedestal as if she was the Queen of England or the Queen of America and reverence her as such. He said, and when you treat a, when you treat your wife like that, he said, you'll have a good marriage. When you treat your wife like she's the most important thing in the entire universe, she will reciprocate it. Love that. Okay. <laughs> we need to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert. I think you won some votes. Yeah, with our <laughs> listeners with that. So. Um, well, I'm just yeah, speaking so, the truth. So. <laughs> very sweet, Robert. Thank you so much, and congratulations again on being awarded the Navy Military Spouse of the Year. It's quite an accomplishment. Well, thank you very much. And as I said before, y'all will see the hat again. Yeah, uh, because it will be in it will be in. You Washington, have to wear so. it seriously. You have to wear it to the luncheon, or I'm gonna like have to leave, hold everybody up, go back to the hotel and get it for you. That's I will have it at the luncheon. I promise you. I will have have it at the luncheon. Yeah, it'll be it'll actually probably be a be one of my black hats though. So. Oh gosh, yeah. please. That's great. <laughs> great. Thank you, Robert, so oh. much. Thank y'all. Y'all have a good night, ladies. You you too. Take care. You too. All right, right, everybody. Um, We've been talking to each of the Military Spouse of the Year branch winners, and joining us tonight was also the founder and editor-in-chief of Military Spouse Magazine, Babette Maxwell. Babette, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope you had a good time. I did. I did. It was so much fun. It was. It's not even like work at all, is it? No, it really isn't. It's so much fun to hear them on the phone, though, and to hear sort of their individual perspectives and what makes them tick. And um, it's really kind of this great getting to know you hour where, you know, it feels more like we're sitting down having a cup of coffee and just getting to know each other for the first time. And, um, of course, I know them a little bit more intimately than everyone does so far because I've I've been dealing with them for a lot longer than the public's known who they are. But I've got to tell you that, and I promise you, if you went back to 
four and a half, five years ago when we first started this, and I've, I've said this every single year, you could, like, rewind and play again because I say it every year. And it's that every year we think we have seen the best of the best and that we've heard the best of the best and that we have found the best. And every year the stories just continually shock me and continually amaze me. And amazing people seem to step out every year in completely unexpected and surprising new ways. And that's, I think, what really really shined for me this year against all the other years is that it's so hard to always be surprised and amazed, and yet I am every year. Well, I think this group of five, you're right, they're extraordinary. Um, I want to say thanks to Bianca and Crystal, Megan, Laura, and Robert um, for coming on the show tonight. And so, Beba, if you could remind everybody one last time, how do they vote? Where do they go to vote? At MLSpouse.com. Rock your vote. Yeah, March 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is like, this is our spokesperson, people. You know, That's just right. Just a couple minutes and, out of your day while you're refreshing your coffee cup. Just vote, please. You can do it from your and we all know. We all know people go get that go get coffee at least once an hour, so you can vote. Right, exactly. At least once an hour. Like Forty-five-ish minutes or so. But the important thing is to let your voice be known and to pick the person that you connect with that you think is going to do the most and resonate the most with our community. And there are bits and pieces of every person that are, or of each person that are going to resonate differently with you. You know, and so vote for somebody different every day, you know, whatever. The point is to vote so that, you know, we know at the end of the voting who you've chosen. And then we can keep it a secret for, from you for two months and then tell you on May 5th. <laughs> you know, but we want to hear from everyone. And that's really the sort of tissue for this whole award is that it's driven by the community. That's right. We encourage everybody to get out there, rock the vote. Vote once. You can vote up to once an hour, um, all the way until May second or March second. Um, all right, Babette. Thank you again so much for for coming back to the show. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Oh, have a good night. You too, oh. and I will talk. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you on Facebook. That's right. I'll talk to you soon. Good night. Good night. All right, everybody. Um, what you want to do is head on over to millspouse.com and click on Military Spouse of the Year, and you can view all of the Q&As over there. You can see pictures of all of the Military Spouse of the Year branch winners. We encourage you guys to go over there, do your homework, read up, vote, and vote often. Vote every hour. Set yourself a little reminder on your BlackBerry, whatever you need to do to remember. Um, Marla, I have to say, if I could, like, stand <coughs> See, I'm getting excited and you're going to make me cough. I have to say thank you so much for being the behind-the-scenes awesome, you know, executive uh, back there pressing all the buttons and um, telling me who the callers were. And you're so funny. You put on yours. Awesome, awesome co-host. I was like, have you looked what's at this it little now? message? I really feel like um, I was a little bit like doing the show with one hand behind my back because I couldn't um, actually instant message anybody because my – um, the chat room wasn't working. So I know tonight we had a little bit of a technical difficulty here and there. So for our regular listeners, we do apologize 
for our new listeners, we really are a little more organized or a little more um, smooth, I should say, in our delivery than we were tonight. But I still hope everybody had a good time. Um, I know I did. What about you? I had a blast, even though I missed part of the whole thing. But that's okay, (laughs) because I can download it to my iPod and listen to it tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Well, I hope, I mean, I, I... I know I kind of cued you in, you know, to keep, you know, asking questions and stuff. So hopefully I wasn't like driving you nuts completely. Oh no, I just felt bad that I couldn't uh, keep up with the action. <laughs> I know it was pretty crazy, and um, uh, Bianca had her whole, her entire fan club in the chat room, which was kind of cool. I know that was kind of fun. So she was it was a good night. It was good good times. Lots of great spouses out there. Um, any one of them, I would be proud to have represent me as a military spouse. And um, I agree with it was you. Pretty 100%. awesome. Yes, it was very awesome. So thank you to Bianca, Crystal, Megan, Laura, Robert, and Babette for joining us tonight. And also thank you to Amy who moderated our chat tonight. Thank you, Amy, so much um, for being there for us and helping us pull off the show. All right. So to wrap up. Um, just want to let you guys know that um, upcoming shows include a baby show. We're going to do a Mill Spouse Blogger show. If you are going to the Mill Blogging Conference, we want to know about it. We're going to put a post up on our blog so we can do like Marla's a meetup. And, I know. I well, it's because you have the you have the husbands like can't travel. I know. And babies and he so even if he could come, he he can't wrangle like. Three babe, three little ones. No. Nope. Um, nope. So I'm gonna. It looks like I'm gonna be able to go. So um, I'll make an official probably. Yeah, I'm going for sure in the next week or so. But registration is now open for the mail blogging conference. It is April 29th and 30th in Washington D.C. And the reason why you should you should go if you've never been before. Is That's awesome. I was going to say, what do you think? Why should why should people go? It's just awesome. And I think that it's really neat when you, you know, I know for me I have like 3,000 military blogs that I read, you know, on a daily basis. Not really 3,000, but you know what I mean. And to, to put a name to a face and to be able to say, I remember, you know, when you posted this and it really struck me or, to meet somebody um, and just make those connections with these people that um, I can't remember who said it. I believe it was Laura. These people that are really our friends, but we've never met them. And they're just these words on a page, but to us, they're they're like our best friend. And uh, so if you have the chance, go. It's fun. It's awesome. Yes, it's so cool, and there's something for everybody there. So if you're more of a hardcore mail blogger, you'll find those guys there. Um, I remember last year I got to meet Black Five, and he was such an inspiration. That site and Matt Burden, they were such an inspiration to me when I first started this radio show. Um, I'll share more of that story on a, on a future show, but um, everything from, from hardcore-type bloggers to roller coaster wife who's like I've totally, you know, love her blog. She just started blogging in the last year, you know. Um 
and we met Law, who has been on the blog sphere for a while. It was cool to meet her. Yeah. I mean, there's all these spouses yeah. that you get to meet um, and put the face behind the blog. So it's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of fun. All right. So, okay. Um, I feel like... Okay, all it's it's like when you come home from a party and you're still like excited, but it's late. And you gotta go to bed. <laughs> I feel like all wired up still. Um, okay, so homework, everybody. Be sure to vote millspouse.com. Once an hour, we're gonna put up some um, updates on our Facebook page, so you guys remember to do that. And um, all right, Marla, you did. A ph- let me just say, phenomenal job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to be of service. You did a good job. Just think, um, it's good training for whenever we have, like, another crazy show like this again. The one that will be. We have another crazy show. I don't know if I can handle another one anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, yes, favorite listeners, we're working on an Army Wives show because the season the season premiere is March 5th. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. No, That's March right. 5th. So if you're Okay, so if you're a fan of Army Wives, stay tuned. We are working on that. And um, our contest is going to start next week. Uh, we were hoping to get all the details ironed out this week, but we just didn't have a chance to get it all ironed out. So our Nicholas Sparks giveaway of the lucky one will start next week. Um, do you? Would you like to do the disclaimer, Marla? I so sure would. Our disclaimer keep ourselves, like, is you know <laughs> legally legally safe. Our disclaimer is that we are not a part of any official government agency, the Department of the Navy, or Department of Defense. The views and opinions expressed here are that of our co-hosts and guests and do not reflect any official Navy or Department of Defense policies. Any advice that we do give is strictly that of the is strictly the views of the co-hosts and our guests, and we advise you that if you have any needs to seek medical professional help that you do so and we are thankful for everyone listening to our show our favorite listeners please visit us online at mymilitarylife.com for archived shows show times and and any upcoming guest information that's right yes Um, all right marla great job thank you so much thank you all right, everybody, thank you for joining us tonight, whether it was live um, in the chat room or if you're listening to us in the archives via iTunes. We are so happy and thankful to hang out with you every um, time we do a show. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Marla. Thanks, Wendy.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.